Welcome to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. Turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 2, message titled, Losing Jesus. Ooh, never a good thing, right? To lose Jesus. I tell you what, I, I remember when I was a small child, I was, I was actually not quite three. I was two years old. I remember it, though. And I remember we were camping at Stanley Lake, and my dad was trying to keep my, my sister and I busy. You know, looking back on it, that's what I surmise. But he, he sent us on a scavenger hunt. And we were supposed to look for pine cones and certain colors of rocks. And one of the items was fishing line. And, and so, you know, we're, we're kind of going around, you know, wandering around, finding, and we were finding stuff. We were finding all the things that he had on his list. I was amazed. I remember being amazed that we could actually find the things that he, he asked us for. And, and then one point, we're just looking, I think, for a specific type of pine cone. And all of a sudden, my sister starts to cry. And I look up at her, just kind of, you know, what's going on? And she's like, Michael. And I said, what? And she says, we're lost. And, and I looked around, and I couldn't see camp. I couldn't see mom and dad. I couldn't see anything. And I started to cry. And, and now all of a sudden we're both crying and we're lost and we're going to die, you know, and, and then all of a sudden the bushes start to shake and I was really scared and I look up and my dad just comes straight through the bushes and picks us up. And right on the other side of the bush was camp, of course. <laughs> so it was, it was terrifying, but everything went, went good suddenly. And, and there's nothing more scary than being a child. Well, I suppose there's one thing more scary than this, but being a child who's lost, I guess what's more scary than that is being a, a parent who has lost their child. That's terrifying, terrifying thought. And, and of course, that's what our narrative is about today as we see the child Jesus get lost. Well, actually, I guess he didn't get lost. It, it seems to me more like Mary and Joseph were the ones who were lost. But whatever the case, if you'll stand with me, Luke chapter 2, and starting in verse 41, the word of the Lord. His parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of, pa- of the Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem according to the custom of the feast. When they had finished the days, as they returned, the boy Jesus lingered behind in Jerusalem. And Joseph and his mothers did not know, and his mother did not know it. But supposing him to have been in the company, they went a day's journey and sought him among their relatives and acquaintances. So when they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem, seeking him. Now, so it was, after three days, they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the teachers, both listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were astonished at his understanding and answers. So when they saw him, they were amazed, and his mother said to him, Son, why have you done this to us? Look, your father and I have sought you anxiously. And he said to them, Why did you seek me? Did you not know that I must be about my father's business? But they did not understand the statement which he spoke to them. Then he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was subject to them. But his mother kept all these things in her heart, and Jesus increased in wisdom and stature, 
and in favor with God and men. And Father, we thank you for this passage, Lord, as we look at it. I pray, Lord, that you would just open our eyes to the things that you have here for us practically, that we would just be able to make application. And and Lord, if, if we've somehow left you behind in our lives, Lord, we would quickly find you, Lord, that you would make yourself known to us afresh, Lord. We thank you for your grace. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We, we, you may be seated. So as we've been going through the Gospel of Luke, the narrative kind of takes us through, of course, the announcement by the angel of Jesus' birth and John the Baptist's birth, and, and then moving forward into Jesus' birth in Bethlehem and the dedication of Jesus at the temple and, and all these amazing things. One thing that's interesting about the Gospel of Luke is that Luke is really the only gospel that gives us a snapshot and, and just one picture, you know, not a, a, a lot of information, but just one picture into Jesus' childhood. And it, it is very telling, and we can derive a lot of information from this one snapshot. But nothing is really told us by the other gospels other than Matthew tells us that while he was a young child in Bethlehem, under two years old, we know that the, the wise men showed up to their house. At one point. But other than that, his birth, that incident, his dedication, and now Luke tells us about this one piece besides his birth and, and his, his young childhood, but actually something that happened within Jesus' childhood. And, and that's it's kind of interesting. You know, we think about Jesus growing up, and, and of course, there's a lot of apocryphal works or traditional type writings that give us information about Jesus's childhood, everything from Jesus talking to the wise men from the manger, which of course we know the wise men weren't at the manger, but you know, things like that, you know, and and of course these things are just fanciful stories, certainly not consistent with what the Bible says about Jesus. In fact, we find kind of an interesting snapshot here that Jesus probably wasn't what we might imagine or fantasize him to be as a child. In fact, very, very different from that as we look at this, at this passage. In fact, it was kind of, in a sense, maybe even troubling to that thought in verse 40 when it says, and the child grew and became strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. You, you, would, you would understand and you would think, of course, he's going to grow from being a baby to a boy, but you kind of don't ever imagine that Jesus needs to grow in wisdom or be filled with wisdom, or or that he would grow in grace, or be filled with grace, so the grace of God would be upon him, other than that it always has been, and that he would be born, you know, wiser than Solomon, but certainly that wasn't the case, and that's, that's kind of what we see here. In fact, Jesus would grow up as a, as a child in Nazareth, where they had a synagogue, and attached to the synagogue was the pedagogue, which was the place where the children would go and learn, and it, it was elementary school, and in elementary school, they would use, specifically, their, their textbook was the Torah, was the, the, the Pentateuch, the, the Law and the, and the Prophets. And as they went to school, they would learn and grow in that. By five years old, they, they were to be reading. And by 10 years old, they would be reading the Bible. And by 10 years old, they were to be understanding the law. And of course, that was short before their 13th birthday, which significant things would happen, especially for the boy. And then and, and the, and the mother would be in the house. You know, of course, her primary job as a mother of a Jewish child or an Israelite child 
was to raise them in the scriptures, to teach them. You know, and of course, they would have their rising up and their, and their laying down, right? Teach these things to your children. And they would have it on their, on their fence posts. They, they would have this mezuzah. As, as they went out, they would actually touch this mezuzah that was on their fence posts as they left their house or maybe even next to their door. They touched this mezuzah and the mezuzah was, may the Lord be with you as you're going out and you're coming in, you know, and they would, they would maybe recite that and they touched it and then they kissed their finger because they were always constantly reminded of the Lord. And, and the child would grow up with this atmosphere that the Lord surrounds everything that they did. And Jesus certainly grew up in that same atmosphere, being taught the scriptures by Mary and going through all these things that every other child went through. And it says, verse 41, his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of Passover. Now, this is interesting as well, because apparently Mary made it her practice every year, it says, to travel with Joseph to Jerusalem for the Passover, 100 miles away, if you remember. I mean, that, that journey is, is quite a journey. And it would be every year that a caravan of men and maybe some families would be traveling from Galilee, and they would all kind of go together. It was kind of a big, you know, everybody, let's, we're all going the same way. We're all going the same direction. So everybody would kind of get into this big caravan of, of people, and they would sing songs, and they would camp together, and they would make their way down there to Jerusalem, and they would be there to celebrate the feast. Jerusalem, being a city of a couple hundred thousand, would swell to well over a million during Passover. People from all over the world coming to celebrate the Passover. Mary and Joseph, obviously devout in their worship, made this trip with their family and made it a family affair is kind of what we're kind of gathering from this. But the law would require only Joseph to go. Rabbinical law would also not just require Joseph to go, but any male in his household, rabbinical law would say, who is 11 years old, and, and if not, if they can't go at 11, then they have to go at 12. And it was very important that the child would go and become familiarized with the temple, with its precincts, with the, the, the rituals of the Passover, and of course the Pentecost, and the Feast of Weeks, that they would witness these things so that when they become a bar mitzvah, or a son of the commandments, they wouldn't be, in a sense, a rookie. They'd have a couple years under their belt where they've seen these things take place, and then by their bar mitzvah, or their 13th birthday, they can, of course, participate in this. So according to Edersheim, and, and you'll read in some commentaries that Jesus was probably bar mitzvahed by this time. According to Alfred Edersheim, who is the foremost authority on Jewish culture and studied Jewish culture during the time of Jesus, the, the bar mitzvah, according to the Babylonian Talmud and all the other, the Mishnah and all these other writings, was still at 13 back then, as it is today. And so Jesus was not bar mitzvah at this time, but he was there because he would have been, according to rabbinical law, re required to go. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmett.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening, and remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho. Till the very
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.